Ladies and gentlemen, this time I need you all to silence your cell phones and hold your applause till after we are finished. And mostly shut your mouth because United by Wrestling is live, baby. I'm your host, Dustin Structure, my co-host, the 16-time backyard wrestling legend, the guy that says he's a bigger star than Stone Cold Steve Austin ever was, <laughs> and says that Austin's a has-been, he could beat him in one last match, the Shipster. Oh my god, it just keeps getting better. Every intro just keeps getting better. It's like, if I'm better than Austin, where the fuck have I been? Well, you said it in the backyard, Fed. You were a Stone Cold Steve Austin of that, and you're a bigger star. Backyard wrestling don't mean shit. Well, you're the one that did it. Yeah, and trust me, I regret the hell out of it. You have 16 titles in it, so what's your point? <laughs> That's because it was only a three-person fed. <laughs> Figure I might as well bring the 16,000 since we had two 16-time champions on Monday Night Raw. That's so very rare to have. So on that segue, uh, what's going on, guys? This is uh, going to be kind of the Raw reunion and SmackDown episode. So this should be fun. But before we get started, I actually, for the first time ever, have a question of the day for all our wrestling family. So here... Alright, so if you guys watch Raw, Stone Cold was cutting a promo out the ring, how, you know, the wrestlers are family, you know, he's loved traveling the road with every single guy in the back, which we all know, wrestling's a brotherhood. But do you guys think the fans are a family? Do you think the wrestling community is a family? I was talking this with kind of a couple of podcasts we talked with in a couple of groups, and, and we all had, like, distinct, like, kind of interesting perspectives on it so uh here's what you guys think so if you watch this episode here comment or tweet us at utd by wrestling and uh, give us your thoughts um so i guess i'll have you answer that shape since i'm asking everybody else to invest other people what do you think do you think that we all know we all know the wrestlers and the boys in the back as they call them our family what about the whole community though well i mean obviously i think with as with anything any type of community for whatever sport or group that it is, I would say if you truly love it and you're truly a part, you know, want to be a part of it, then I would say yes in a lot of ways. Um, of course you have the, the people in the community that you would not rather have there. You know, I'm not going to go on a whole spew on that, but I think for the majority, for the vast majority of people, I would say yes. I I say, <clears throat> so, the guys I was talking to, you know, you guys probably know them, Headlock Talk, and D, uh, D, or Mort from D, I'm just going to call them that, I can never get their initials right, the, the D podcast. There you go. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> it's like the D podcast. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to show some respect and look it up real quick, bear with me. Just call it DW, how about DW, just like do that. What is it, DY, or is it DW, DY, see, that's why I didn't want it, okay, DY. Say the DY podcast and Headlock Talk. We were discussing, it's like, first off, I worded the question really badly. I It made it sound like I was asking if the fans were considered family of the wrestlers. Like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm like, no, we haven't done a damn thing. But it doesn't surprise me Austin cut a promo like that because from the training I went to, the first thing they preach is family yeah. when it comes to wrestlers. But they made a good point. You know, it's like you want to, you know, obviously the guys were in there were podcast family but 
it's like you want to call them family, but you know, there's some people that you know you go to shows and they're discontent, disconnected. Right. You know, they're not alive with each other, so it doesn't feel like kind of family gathering, if you want to call that. Yeah. Because you, know, you and me's, you know, our glasses are a little shitty because all we go to is WrestleMania at this point, and for a week, so it does feel like a family feeling. Yeah. Kind of. Because you get to you know meet wrestlers together. You know, you walk the streets and you see fans. So. Our colors are a little shaded, you know, with that. And, you know, you mean, like I said, want to be wrestlers. So we kind of right. connected with a lot of other guys that wanted to be. Yeah. Had that connection there for the longest time. So please give me your thoughts. I personally still think it is because, you know, like you said, there's people you want not in it. But, you know, isn't that what family does is yeah. has opinions and doesn't always get along? Yeah, because there's, there's always, you know, show me, show me anybody that, you know, has those family members that they don't exactly talk to like. that much, that talk to that much or, or like that much. So, you know, I, I think to overall is a vast majority. Like I said, I would say definitely 100%. Exactly. So I personally think, you know, us as fans are family. We all have the same passion for it. And, you know, we agree with each other. We don't, we're, you know, we're passionate about our point of view. Because trust me, there's a lot of people on Twitter I do not agree with either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys can think of some yourself. Oh, Trust yeah. Me. Yeah, we don't have to name drop. So, all right. So, that's the question today. So, please kind of, you know, give us your thoughts on that. You know, I'll repeat the question one more time. Do you guys consider the wrestling fans as family? Like, since we all bond over the same passion or not, nah, that's not your cup of tea. So, there's that. And, uh... I'm hoping this is obviously we're recording before it happens, but hopefully after this episode we'll get a hundred total plays on Anchor. So I just want to thank every single one of you guys for doing that. You know, I mean, it may be slower than some. You know, we but it could be faster than some. Either way, we're grateful that hundred people decided. Well, I don't know a hundred people, but a certain amount of people decided to click on our episode enough to get a hundred plays. So I thank you for that. We thank you all. All right. So uh, you ready to talk Monday Night Raw? Raw with sprinkles. Raw nostalgia, I'm gonna call it. I call it raw with sprinkles. Say it was raw with you know a whole bunch of sprinkles. Exactly the typical raw with a whole bunch of legends added to it. Yep. But AK raw nostalgia because obviously there's a game plan. And we, let's be honest, we all know raw tonight was to get a ratings boost because I'm sure ratings haven't been doing exactly all that hot. Oh, of course it was. Sure, that was USA's effort of trying to get the ratings up. Well, and it's it's the first time in how many weeks on a Monday Night Raw they showed the entire arena on yeah. camera, and how Vince kept telling Cole to emphasize that. Yeah. Oh, we got a full capacity here on Monday Night Raw. You can only see this every Monday night. Yeah. Um. Every other Monday night, half the arena's cut off. And so, pay per views. And paper. So yeah, uh, you don't see this every week, Cole. <laughs> that's Vince being of course it's like, it's like crazy Vince Cole all of you you do not see this every week so um yeah but if you think about it this raw we had the baddest son of a bitch on the planet the Texas rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin up next we had Hulkamania brother <clears throat> what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan comes on your television screen and then we had two 16-time world champions. Woo! 
John Cena and Ric Flair. So I mean, it was packed. I mean, yeah, and Sergio was there. I mean, and you had free. I would say you had you had three of the four faces on Mount Rushmore in one episode together. So I mean, there's that. And you can't forget the Click and DX, the greatest faction ever. Even though, once again, yeah, I, I, I the DX thing, I don't understand. I want not the greatest faction ever. My personal favorite. Action. Yeah, definitely my personal favorite. And a lot of people, I'm sure, would say the Horsemen were probably the greatest. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, you had three to four faces on Mount Rushmore. In my opinion, Austin, Rock, uh, Cena, and Hogan are the f- biggest, and I've said yeah. this multiple times, the four biggest faces in professional wrestling history. I, I agree with this. You know, I think Austin is the biggest face. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say Dwayne now, but... When, if we're only talking wrestling, yeah, if we're, Austin, I would say it was more over than Dwayne. Not right. by much, but the pops for him were bigger. Yeah, yeah. And John, you know, he had the biggest peak. No, I not sorry, not the biggest peak. The longest reign as a top guy. Yeah. You know, John was like 15 years. Austin and Rock weren't all that long. They're not as long as John. Say Rock Austin was ninety eight to two thousand two as the attitude era, and he came a little before that. Obviously, retired after nineteen. Right. Dwayne, right when he started really hitting stride, he left for Hollywood. Yeah. And Ho- well, I mean, I guess Hogan. How many years was he a top guy? Uh. WrestleMania three to. I mean, it, it, him and John might be. Actually, neck WrestleMania and... one to what? I was like, him and John might be neck and neck on that. On that, like, time span, like, when we're talking, like, specifically time spans. So, also, Hogan didn't do all the rare and tear that John did as the biggest guy. He was on TV every single, I mean, there wasn't TV really back then. Yeah, so so it's all, everybody on that list is on the Mount Rushmore for a reason in their own right. And then you have a 16-time world champion, possibly the greatest ever to do it. Him and Undertaker, I would say, are probably the most respected guys. Yeah. So, that leading into segue, we start off with John Cena. Kind of funny how that works out. And this kind of surprises me that he would start off the show. Yeah. It makes sense that Austin would end it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, and I don't quote me on this, he left right after that segment. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what he I was... was in a, that's what I just I was about to mention. It was like, yeah, it's like the 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 weird part was not only did John kick off the show, but then you have a guy like him on Raw reunion, all these legends, everybody, and then you don't see him again for the rest of the night. And it's like, wait a minute, where was he on the stage? I say, yeah, and he fucking he fucking hightails like what? And it's awkward after the promo he cut on Raw too that he would just hightail. Yeah, he came out here and said, "This is home." Don't matter, you know, he may not be there as much anymore, aka I'm only there like two, three times a year. Right. But I will and will forever be WWE. This is where my heart and passion is, and that's never changing. And then he gla- grabs the first flight out. Okay, John, <laughs> you grab the first flight out, you don't show up anymore, and you're doing the exact lifestyle of Dwayne, which obviously guys have patched up by now, but you're doing the same exact lifestyle you said you hated Dwayne doing. Yeah. <laughs> it so makes... like, I get it, you bleed out of E, but it's like, you know, you can't say as much that you're always going to be here and this is always going to be home. You right. know, maybe it was for 15 years. I mean, you deserved. Oh, yeah. Time, you, know, you deserve your retirement or whatever you're doing. That's like your part time status. I mean, you deserve it. Don't get me wrong, but to say you're never 
leaving and you that 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 never leaving thing hmm sounds kind of familiar doesn't it so i mean craig he doesn't i mean he shows up at least once or twice a year Dwayne hasn't been back in three years (laughs) exactly so hopefully smackdown reunion maybe i mean if you if you honestly don't have him on smackdown reunion what the fuck are you doing oh what the fuck is Dwayne doing that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I don't mean what's WWE doing. I'm talking about what Dwayne's doing. It's probably Hobbs and Shaw. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be done by October. John's doing Fast and Furious. Right. So, he got that. The Usos came out and interrupted him. Really, really random segment. I'm going to be honest here. And they start spitting bars, wanting to spit bars of John, saying no one came here to see this guy. They came here to see the doctor. <laughs> And John started leaving, and they called him out, saying, like, uh, I can't remember what he said. So John spit one or two lines about them being the penitentiary in Jacksonville. It's like, when did the Usos I- get rap skill? Like, that's my thing, though. When did they think they become rappers? I mean... I don't know, but I mean, I'm impressed that John was able to turn it real quickly, a line or two, right to being... Well, that's why... Unless thing- he already had that line planned out well that's one thing though about john his freestyle skill is amazing yeah and i mean like if you ever seen that video of him in his younger days when he was doing the when he was doing the doctor gimmick um he was he was coming to a show and some i don't know if you ever seen that video he was some dude was heckling him on the way into the show and, oh i've seen it yeah, yeah. And the dude wanted to rap, have a rap battle right and, there yeah and john and, just spit on him and john absolutely destroyed him and it's like john's freestyle skill is amazing yeah so I mean, it was cool to see john cena popping you know like, john cena sucks chance didn't happen that worries me because i forgot to mention at the beginning they're in tampa florida Tonight for Raw and then obviously SmackDown tonight. Well, was tonight, which is the home of WrestleMania 36. And I thought the crowd was kind of dead. A decent <laughs> of show. Wait, where so they? So hopefully they... that's then again that's the locals. Hopefully, well, obviously like, all the people, fifty different states and nineteen countries that WWE always says will be there and kind of put some life back into it. Yeah, it's like it wasn't terrible by any means. I was expecting some bigger pops and certain things. Well, you always gotta add, you always gotta add the out of staters and the foreigners, and then you'll have a lively crowd. Yep. So that turned into the Usos versus the Revival, freaking Rikishi uh, and Devon Dudley in the respected corners. The Devon Dudley's in the <laughs> Revival's corner. Like what? Well, uh, um, random is the perfect term for this. I mean, I would say we get Rikishi, which yeah. he wasn't even medically cleared to do a stink face. What? Yeah. He, he didn't pass some, like, medical exam, so he wasn't able to do any physical contact. Must have had too many tacos. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know his medical, I'm not trying to make light of it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just felt like that would be a, a, a good joke to make there. But... <laughs> And like, then, to top it off, Booker T comes out for commentary for the match. Oh, God. The greatest commentator of all time. I The GOAT. Uh, honestly, the, the sad part is there's somebody that actually believes that. Who? I, I, I'm saying there's somebody that believes that he's really good. I don't know how him. I know people believe Cole is somehow, but... 
I mean, I guarantee you, if you search high and low enough, you'll find somebody that thinks Booker's like the fucking goat on commentary. Benjaki actually wasn't that bad, though. I mean, he was making analogies. You know, well, a lot of the match saying how the Usos are seven-time champions and how you can see them passing Harlem Heat's ten titles one day. Like, he wasn't terrible, at least, this time. Well, and I'm, Probably because there's three people on the announce desk now. Yeah, it's like with that, and I'm sure and the match... Graves and Cole do pretty much the talking. Renee's just there most of the time. <laughs> I say, Renee, poor old Renee just gets to sit there. I just don't understand the Devon Dudley thing. Oh, my brother, testify! I guess it's like... Oh, and Booker's comparing the revival to the Dudleys. Well, it's not a... I mean... I mean, he says they have, like, the same nastiness and stuff. So, oh, I mean, I say... Booker was not doing terrible. Well, I'll, I'll just put it that way. Well, at least Booker has a, can can have a little skill in him. And I, I, I don't think the comparisons are too far off, honestly. Booker has skill in him in the ring, but yeah, in the oh. tables, he's oh, not been the greatest. Booker's a hell of an in-ring performer now. So, uh, the match was pretty good. I mean, the Usos defeated the Revival, the champion. So, something tells me that's... We'll get We're another... another <laughs> match between. See, this is where the Raw with the sprinkles come on. Same match, yep. just people the outside. Yep, <laughs> that's yep. where the sprinkles come in. It's like that's a good idea. Raw with sprinkles. Say shout out to smart to death that said that. I was like, whoever tweeted that major props. So there was that. We're talking, then it's like we had ten different. 24-7 champions on the show. Pretty much the point of the show felt like the focus on the 24-7 title. I mean, pretty much, like, the first one was Charlie dancing with the Godfather. Hey! No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Charlie and R-Truth and Carmella. I can't remember what the hell they're talking about, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I just was kind of seeing how great Charlie was at her interviewing skills. Because Charlie's amazing at her interviewing skills. And uh, this is the first time that Renee Michelle, Drake Maverick's wife, kind of helped him win. Yeah. She walked up and started to pretend to dance with Carmella, and all of a sudden, Drake Maverick, out of nowhere, did a roll-up in. New <laughs> 24-7 champion. First of many on the evening. Say, that was... R-Truth won it back and left as the 10th champion on that show. It's like... So... I just don't understand, like, I mean, you know, not that I'm, like, dissing the 24-7 thing. I I like it, but it's just like, you have a Raw like this, and that pretty much becomes your focal point? Oh, look at the names, too. Like, literally, directly after that, Maverick was seen running. He opened the door, and the Boogeyman was in there. (laughs) Which is absolutely awesome. So I, 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 I love the boogeyman. I, I don't care what anybody says. One thing is he didn't take the clock and smash over his head. Well, probably in the <laughs> new era, he does. He's not allowed to do that anymore. Remember, we're speaking edgier. Oh yeah. Well, but. Eh. So that scared the hell out of Drake. He fell down, and this Pat Patterson <laughs> pinned him. He put his foot on him and pinned him. Okay, so now you officially have the oldest 24-7 champion of all time. <laughs> so, what the, it's like, what the hell? Love you, Pat. But, uh... But then, Kelly, it, it just gets like, what the hell, well, man? It, it's like, it goes from Pat to, um... Was it? Gerald Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe, and then to Kelly Kelly. Which they even aired a pen because 
Patterson couldn't get down on the floor to get a free count. But it's like my my thing about this is uh, I have a. Th- I'll say why? Kelly Kelly won it. She was the first women's twenty four seven. Why? That's the thing. It's like you have you know Carmella, you have Renee Michelle, Drake Maverick's wife. What, who the ones that are pretty much carrying the storylines? Who with honestly? Her. Who honestly would have made much more sense? To, for honestly, it would have made much more sense for it to be Renee Michelle, um, to be the first women's twenty four seven champion. But Kelly Kelly, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Kelly and all, but it does it didn't make any sense. She shouldn't be the first one. No, I mean, no, no. The title's a choke though, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, because then she loses it to Candice Michelle. <laughs> with Melina as a referee. Yeah, because, like, and then... I like, Melina's still really, really looking good. Melina's beautiful. Yeah. And well, then, I mean, you should know. We have seen her in person, I guess. But, and then Alundra Blaze. But... And then Alundra Blaze. Who tried to do the repeat. Oh, so I'm just going for the... Sorry, guys. We're, I'm just getting the 24-7 title changes out of the way. Yeah. Because there's some of them that are pointless. Right. We'll go on to the rest of the show. I'm sure these aren't in order. I'm just discussing the ones that have been won so far. So, yeah, Wonder Blaze wins it and then threatens to dump it in the trash. Let's say, go back to the Attitude Era Monday Night Wars, threatens to dump it in the trash again. Just for the million dollar man to come out and buy it. <laughs> he fucking buys it. I, I like that, though, because, yeah, I, I love Ted DiBiase. He's awesome. Yeah. And it's just like, here's a stack of money. I'm the 24 7 champion. Because everybody's got a price. Like every game, everybody got a price for the million dollar man. Laugh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Drake Maverick then once again beat T- Ted DiBiase. <laughs> and then our truth beat Drake Maverick. So once again, back to where we started literally between those two. Yep. And truth, you know, sorry, this is the awkward part. Drake Maverick and Renee were getting into a limousine, <laughs> and he wins that. And then Truth jumps in the limousine with Renee Michelle and drives off, leaving Carmella and Maverick there. So uh, Truth kidnapped Drake Maverick's wife. Like what? <laughs> okay, so he's like, I mean, honestly, I, I like like we when we always talk about the twenty four seven title picture, I, I always give major kudos and props to Truth, Carmella, and Maverick for literally making this thing entertaining as hell because without right. them, because without them, this whole thing would have flopped completely. See, Maverick and uh, Carmella Renee and Truth are killing it. Yeah. It's part. like the whole, and it, especially since the introduction of her too, with uh, Renee in there, like the whole thing about it is they're, they're, they're all killing it. And it's like, for now it's working. And even with all the title changes on the night, they still managed to get it right back to them two at the end. That's the big thing. So, so we had that. And the jokes people are making about Renee and R-Truth is (laughs) bad. They're saying R-Truth's going to reconsummate her marriage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do what what Drake Maverick has yet to do. Drake Maverick... Troops can be the first child of hers. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And see, that's like, one, that's one of the things. That's one of the things I love about the modern era people, uh, wrestling fans, is that we have Twitter and memes and shit now. Yeah, and you get to you get to to have a laugh at this stuff. Like people that come up with this and post it and all. It's like you you get to have a laugh at this shit, and it's hilarious. 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely something. Because <laughs> you so, know, because yeah. you knew the minute the minute he, uh, you know, he hopped in the car with her and drove off, like the internet was gonna go ape shit. Yeah, while Carmela was standing outside shaking her head at Maverick, and then Maverick's saying out missing person alert for a twenty four seven title. Oh, and yeah, and oh, also he's got my wife too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll give it to him. It's funny. It's funny. It is. How- it's hilarious. I'll give it to you. Like you said, they're the ones killing it. So after that, we get Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Who got the ever-living shit kicked out of him. Which wasn't a match. It wasn't even a match. It was just a decimation. Son of a bump, so, I mean, Jesus, that backwards Alabama slammed it. On the, to the ring apron. That looked like that had to hurt. Like, well, and, and see, this is the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coin the first, if booked right of the night and the way that uh, McIntyre was booked on raw is a good start. It's a good start going forward. This is the way that he needs to be booked going up as the year goes on. Uh, I do think they booked it right too. Cause you know, Drake Maverick, you know, looked like a monster, yeah. you know, psychopath. And, you know, even then, they still didn't have him pin Cedric, so it still technically gives Cedric some of the momentum he's had the last two weeks. Right. It, it, that the actually... Kind of Roman beating Drew and Shane, and then him being Drew last week. The, gives Cedric's, it keeps Cedric's momentum a little bit. That actually was booked right. That whole thing was actually booked really, really perfectly. And they they need to continue that, not uh, not just on Cedric's part, but more importantly, Drew's part. Because as we both said many, many times throughout the various episodes, Drew McIntyre is a future world heavyweight champion. And he he needs to be starting to be booked to acquire that sooner rather than later. And if they can continue going the way that they did on Raw Monday, that's, you know, he'll be there in no time if it continues like if booked right, like it was Monday. Yeah, well, I'm skimming over I'm not saying I'm just not adding like who did like who the hell cares about Mike and Maria arguing and freaking Maria calling herself the breadwinner. Um, I I hate to be that guy, but I have not cared about that storyline since they started it. Man, all it did was set up Ron Simmons to use a Jimmy Hart's microphone. Yo, damn through it. Which we always love a good old damn. But so, I mean, I know that's lavish. I just want to get out of the way. Because I'm like thinking about how stupid that segment is while we're talking. It's like, come and on. It's just like, and it's it, it's terrible for a guy like Mike who's insanely talented. Oh, yeah. And, Very talented. You know, it, it's just like for him to be resorted. I mean, but hey, he must dig it because he signed a new contract, so. Yeah, that I'll never understand. I, say, I, do not, I do not understand that one at all, but more power to you. If that's what you want to do, go for it. And continuing forward, we got the good old Viking Raiders versus the former Raw Attack champs, Hawkins and Ryder. Who? I say, wait a I minute. forgot they were even Raw Attack champs, because when they were champs, they were never even on TV. I say, wait a minute, uh, uh, these guys sound familiar. Hmm. Say, remember when they broke some, Hawkins is losing straight <laughs> at WrestleMania, and then, well, now they're back to being catering and not even be on TV at all? Hell, they were back to catering when they were tag champs. <laughs> like, it doesn't. The, the, the thing, it makes no sense whatsoever. Say, so why had the Revival lose in that match? I mean, I know they wanted to break the streak, but what was the point of breaking the streak with nothing happening afterwards? I was like, if you were going to do nothing with it at all, after... Say, start a new streak, I guess. 
which lasted how long. And okay. and then it's like you you have the moment you know you get the crowd on their side. They Hawkins breaks his streak, all that shit. You make such a big deal out of his losing streak. He breaks it at WrestleMania of all places. And then you're asking if you want more salt on your burger and catering. Pretty much. I mean, it, why not take that and run? I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make a whole I lot mean, of the two good things out of this match, though, was that the Warriors look strong. So Viking Raiders, sorry, the Viking Raiders. I mean, that's an awful name. I wish it was the War Raiders it's still. the War Raiders. If you don't like it, quote me. <clears throat> so at least they... You know, dominated the former Raw Tag Champs. Even if you don't remember the Randy <laughs> Raw Tag Champs, and Viking Raiders dominated them. And Wait, the big thing I liked was Christian joined for, on the commentary table, which is cool. Did he get his one more match? No. No, he didn't. Damn it! But it's always good hearing Captain but, Chris. But the pop for him was somewhat nice. Oh, it's like uh, uh, I'm a big Edge and Christian guy, both of them. And and uh, freaking Christian made a funny line saying, "You know, maybe if they were Christian heads." Hawkins Riders would have won the match. <laughs> if no one knows. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Hawkins and Ryder were edgeheads. They were in a stable of edge. Uh, so I wonder how many people actually remember that. Oh, Which, it here's, it's like, you want to talk about not remembering their most recent reign as tag champs. They were tag team champions once before that, too, by the way. Does anybody remember the Major Brothers? <laughs> Oh, two poorly, horribly used talents. Yeah. So, that was cool. I mean, it's good to see the Pike Raiders look strong, but is anything going to come from it? Probably oh. not. Because so. it's like, you can sit there and be like, okay, as awesome as it is to see the Viking Raiders, I'll go political. And, you know, hopefully that you, mean, that you think, okay, maybe they'll get built up better. No, that's not going to happen. It's like nope. they'll look strong this week. They'll probably won't even be on Raw next week. <laughs> probably and not. Probably probably not for another week or two. Then they'll show up on Raw and do the same thing they did on Raw this week. And then, well, it's same rinse, wash, rinse, repeat. Okay, like you said, if booked right, they would go take the momentum because there's not much popping. I mean, we don't need. We're probably gonna get the Usos versus Revival again. Yeah. Could have got the. Viking Raiders, if they would have kept getting booked strong, but nope, not booked right. Nope. All right, so up next we have Roman Reigns for Samoa Joe. <laughs> like, Joe comes down, says it's a nostalgia trip, and brings up Rikishi and insulted him, so the big dog came down to defend his family. Yeah, the just blood. kind of a thing to get a match on there. The bloodline. Yeah, and it's like, real that... I mean, I'm beginning to see the horrible booking trend for Samoa Joe, and it, it, it's such a shame because, like we talked about before we went on air, you know, the higher ups aren't seeing what we like. Everybody sees in Joe, and because it's like, if they did, he would have already, you know, been in they were in a longer world title picture than what he was in. He would have won. And won. exactly. It's like, he doesn't, they don't have him win any big matches. So what does that, he's great on a mic, you know, he got a great promo. Yeah. And he's dominant, he's a dang good wrestler. I mean, just to have him, you know, he whooped Roman's butt for like 10 minutes. Yep. Outside the ring, the match starts, Roman hits a quick Superman punch, a clothesline spear, which looked like it was a tad bit botched. It looks like Joe was taking the bump 
before Roman hit the spear. Yeah. And then Roman wins. <laughs> See? Not booked right. Definitely. Joe, what happens to Samoa Joe is an atrocity. Yeah. If booked right, they would take this monster fan and actually keep up with it. Right. So I I don't even I, mean, I don't even want to ask why they do it to Joe. It's probably because he doesn't have the he's a big guy, but not the kind of big guy Vince wants, obviously. Yeah, unfortunately, he's uh, more waist big than physique big. He's more McDonald's big than freaking steroids big. There you go. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's actually a really perfect way to put it. Not hating on fat people. I just don't know how well, and, really. And, and definitely not hating on Joe's size because he could coquina clutch both of our asses and not even break a sweat. <laughs> both our asses, yeah. And not even break a sweat doing it. So, but it's just unfortunate that he's in that spot to be to where he should have already had a a, a, a title reign, a major title reign, and he's being booked like this. It makes absolutely no sense, but. All right, up next, the Miz all of a sudden is back on TV. <laughs> and it's funny, more to promote Miz and Mrs. <laughs> the Miz and Mrs. and then randomly just interview freaking uh, Seth Rollins. The man's and man. Pretty much, Rollins was talking about how Brock Lesnar's a Seth Rollins wannabe. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this promo. Vince. But... He came out says Lesnar's a Seth Rollins wannabe because he stole Rollins' way of cashing in on him. Well, and Paul Heyman came out said he was you know started laughing blah blah blah. And uh, Rollins pretty much I mean it was pretty much a pointless segment. I mean I guess the only thing after is this is he threatened to stomp Heyman's head into the ground. Heyman ran off screaming and pretty much the whole point of this is he's like. Brock Lesnar's not a beast. Yep. He's not a uh, conqueror. He's just a man. Okay. And any man can be beat. But it's like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I hope nobody's buying into actually thinking Lesnar might lose at SummerSlam. I don't know if I was going to lose at WrestleMania. So there's that. But seriously, if you honestly sit there and think Lesnar is not, I mean, unless. Somehow, some way, Vince broke the bank account and agreed to have him do a month reign. Then he's gonna be champ to WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's like because there's no MMA fights he can do and anymore. Then my my question about that promo is like first, yeah, because like you said, who wrote it? Because he didn't steal your way of cashing in, Seth. Um, you cashed in in the middle of a match, wrestled the rest of the match with the men in the match. Lesnar came out after your match was over. And then the only thing I do say is I don't get the persona of the whole. I know they want to build it, but he is technically right. Lesnar's not a beast. He's no. not an incarnate. He built that up after you know he can't. He returned from being a UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. Okay, kept him stay strong. He's not been UFC. He had a chance. If anything, Brock Lesnar should be called the pussy and the beast because yeah. he had a chance to go be a beast again. Yeah, and he retired. Yeah, because and hell, the pussy ass bitch goes and stands in an octagon, looks at Daniel Cormier. I'm coming <laughs> for you, motherfucker. Uh, where, where? I'm sorry. When did this fight happen? Oh yeah, that's right. It didn't because you chose to stay with Vince. So I'm sitting here just like, why does that nickname still there? Just call him Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's just Brock. I, mean, Lesnar. I guess it's based off his massive size. Yeah, which is beginning to flab, by the way. 
I mean, I'm uh, not saying Brock Lesnar can kick Yumi's ass. Oh, of course. I can sit, sit here I'll and say, beat it. I'll say, we're definitely not definitely not preaching up that tree because that is definitely not a, something I'd want to bark up. But I guess it's based off the aura, the size of him. Yeah, but it's like, dude, if you're going to want to keep that persona going a little bit, they have. I'm sure with what Vince pays you, you can afford an ab machine. Because, <laughs> dude. Well, that's a whole different. We could do a whole episode for the Lesnar talk. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's that. I say the promo's bad, but all right. Up next, we have Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio. This match was based off of Sami Zayn telling the legends to go away. You guys don't deserve to be here. You're just here to steal the spotlight for one more pop. It <laughs> makes me sick. I don't respect any of you. That and Ray told me he's going to teach him a lesson in respect. Which the Sami parts of that were brilliant. And Sammy's been gold. He's just once again, he's not booked right. The dude should be in a top level program with somebody, not floating around with yeah. random Ray Mysterio. Because look what they're doing with Owens. Yeah, because like when he returned on the Raw after Mania, and you know he did he he went on that whole whole spew and you know got people to hate the shit out of him, and they completely have killed it. Yeah, they killed it pretty much. It died when they announced him to be in the money debate match, and Lesnar took his spot. Right, that was the most burial of Sami Zayn right there. Yeah, and it's like he comes out. Kind of funny how they had him hanging upside down in a locker. Yeah, it's like he he comes, you know, he comes out, cuts some, you know, awesome pro- heelish promo about the legends and all that, and which was golden, and it's still not being booked right. Yeah, it's a shame because like because it's met- like he was he's a top heel and everyone knows like he was a top baby face and NXT. The dude's just likable, right? He, he has he's definitely multi-dimensional. And they're doing nothing. Oh, then but like you said, like look at his best friend and former tag team partner Kevin Owens. He's in a high level program. <sighs> I mean, granted, it's with somebody who shouldn't be in high level programs anymore. But they're filling him up as a big time character, and it's like the the. They, they're booking it right. They're booking him right. And All Sami Zayn's doing is getting beat by Rey Mysterio with the help of... Okay, this tandem. The Hurricane. <laughs> Friggin' Sergeant Sauter. Rob, Van, Dan, and Kurt. And Kurt what kind of group is that? Okay, first off, one of the group is currently contracted by TNA. <laughs> and which of course we you know that was a favor all we got that um love you sarge uh i i, I love sarge's gimmick uh but uh that makes honestly no sense mm. kurt uh as amazing <laughs> it is to see one of uh our favorite wrestlers of all time on the show didn't do a damn thing mm-hmm. and Hurricane is one of the coolest dudes. Like, well, if you watch his interviews, and she's one of the chillest dudes. Like, you know, I love watching his interviews and shit. But uh, another, it, it, what, what, who made this? Who did this? <laughs> so I guess they're legends costing Zane the match so he can show respect. Yeah, it's like the thought was there. You could easily tell the thought was there, but the execution definitely was not. The only thing I found funny was how they mentioned. Uh, smoking weed of Robin Van Dam, the street poppers did. <laughs> well, so he was in the bathroom smoke, drinking some beers with Rob Van Dam while he was coughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you don't cough drinking beer, sorry. Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, unless you shotgun it too fast, then you might cough a little bit, but... Oh, 
you know, you ain't doing, you ain't drinking beer with Rob Van Dam. Oh, no, 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 no. Because, uh, you rolling one. Oh, yeah, you rolling it up. And it's like, of course, the Street Profits are going to mention that because they're hilarious and entertaining as hell. And, but it, I just still am curious about the tandem of legends. Now, granted, every man that walked down there was a, you know, I guess you could, I don't know how much you consider, do you consider the Hurricane a legend? <laughs> well, we had a great program to rock. Um, and, you know, RVD was, RVD, I, I, you know, he, would you call him a legend? RVD? He's a former WWE champion. And. Big time ECW legend. Yeah, and, one of the most over wrestlers ever. Of course, uh, of course, Sarge and Kurt go without saying their legend yeah. status, but it's just like, uh, seriously, wait a minute, who, who, all, this is what you came up with? These four? Well, let's move on. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? Yeah. And that's what you have in Sami Zayn doing. Right. I'm going to ask you, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, the OC. The OC. Yeah, we need to the talk original about club. Yeah, we need to talk about this for a minute. Uh, the original club, eh, guys? Uh, original. I, I don't see Finn Balor in there anywhere. Um, <laughs> if you're going to have the original club, where the hell is Finn Balor at? The founder. The founder and the original club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I like, like you mentioned after that, after that aired and we were talking about it, how how, how probably weird Gallows and Anderson and AJ felt wearing that <laughs> because it's like is original. You can't have the original without the founder. No, the founders and a whole different thing. You're probably about to take time off. So maybe when he comes back, we can only, we can only hope that it probably won't though. Finn Bauer probably won't be booked around. Probably be losing to, because they're probably going to take the demon away from him. But we'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown. Let's get going for Raw real quick. So we have Rollins and Styles up next, which is a nice match, but it really didn't do much. No. Double C came in and beat the crap, beat up Rollins. Yeah. Just to have D-Generation X with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. <laughs> the click. The cl- with Ro- Actually, it's more to click with Road Dog and... That's about it. Yeah. Like Road Dog was the only odd one out of the click. Right. And then they had the NWO shirts on. Did Mike Hogan not come out with them? <laughs> Again, this is a, uh, a random-ass thing. DX? No, it's like to have... It's like you have all these... You have DX, the click, everybody... It's like, wait a minute. Um, what, are, what are we going for here? It's like, obviously... It they was mentioned Billy Gunn in China, which surprised me. Well, as as they should, especially on China's part, they always should. Well, I know I'm surprised they mentioned Billy, to be honest. But why? Where's Billy? Where, where does Billy work at? He works there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like to to have them, you know, of course, get the upper hand on the original club. I don't think did any favors. It was because no, they did it again too. And. When they they were literally too sweeting with the club at Raw twenty five or yeah. one thousand and and then ex, 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 like, uh, I mean yeah it was Finn in the club but still Gallows and Anderson were in there but then correct, correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't Triple H an honorary member for a night a couple yeah, weeks ago like weeks. <laughs> it's like what the fuck yeah it's great to see DX my favorite faction you know Kevin Nash 
has a nice spot in my heart nowadays because of the amazing parties he throws. Yeah. But, Love um, you, Nash. You know, Hall's a bad guy, but it just made no sense. No, it really, it made absolutely it's no like, sense. It's like, once again, DX putting himself over. What's that do for the club, a team you're trying to build up? See, that's that's the biggest issue. I mean, that... Seth didn't need to be in that segment. No, and that that's the biggest issue that I was alluding to a minute ago was it didn't do any favors for uh, 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 the club that you're trying to build up now to have them go over. Yeah. If definitely not booked right. It's not booked right. The club's never been booked right. It's a shame because Gallus and Anderson are super talented, but it doesn't matter if they're Finn or if AJ, they never get booked right. No. It's never gone well for me. It's really, really sad. But, yeah. It, I don't I really don't get it. One of the things I think, because I believe this is the match that King was commentating. Yeah. Girl Jerry Lawler came out. He was talking about that, and then him and Michael Cole, Cole took a shot about him at WrestleMania. It's like, <laughs> What? Who cares? Yeah, it's like, okay, nobody probably even remembers that. I hope so, not. I would say Cole's like, oh, yeah, like I... How it wasn't good when I beat you up. No, he was saying something like, oh, like your WrestleMania record? Like, oh, dude. Yeah, let's not even go down that road. Let's not even go there. So, yeah, this wasn't. So I just want to make sure because I knew Jerry, I thought it was this. I just had to double check. But, yeah, like, then arguing back and forth saying, my good friend Jerry Waller and Cole <laughs> trying to be heel for quick seconds. Yeah, we, we don't need to go down another Cole heel run. Renee asking if Cole has a siglet on underneath. Like, <laughs> Nobody Same. wants to know that, believe me. <laughs> Same. Well, I mean, we know one guy, but we're not going to get into that. So, there is that. Braun Strowman be up a... Local, well, a moment of bliss is better than this. So it was before, but Braun Strowman beat up a local competitor. And So, once again, they're trying to make Strowman look like a beast. And only for... They're, they're putting all this effort and time into making Strowman try to look like a beast again. Only for, I guarantee you, in a week or two for it to fizzle out and go nowhere. Or to lose the Lesnar again. Like yeah. It seems to be a trend. Right. So, yeah, there's that. And then we have the moment of bliss. Yeah. Which, Strowman thing was after that, but I kind of wanted to get the local competitor thing out of the way because it's literally, I, I like Braun, but his moment of just fizz out. There's nothing there. For yeah, it, it, there's nothing. Honestly, nothing there. So I'm next. The moment of bliss with Bill Alexa and Nikki. I love them two together so much. By the way, yeah, they work really well together, and they are joined by the man. The man. Deals. Wait, were they joined by the man or the man's man? <laughs> obviously, I know the answer. I don't. Don't obviously, but he has a terrible sense of humor. Everybody, I'm sorry. Shut up. I have a, I, humor sucks. It's about as good as watching paint dry. I have a. I have legendary puns though. Not really. Shut up. So, yeah, like, you know, Becky's coming out there saying that it's great that Natalia's the, you know, heart of Canada, and you can't have a heart, you know, you can't have an event in Canada without a heart, <laughs> but don't make me mistake by it. She's going to beat Natalia. Which? And she's going to embarrass Natalia just like she embarrassed her MMA friend, Rhonda. <laughs> and Natalia cut some promo, but really it was like the first. You know, it ended in a brawl, which is cool. Yeah. It's not like they shook hands and, you know, walked off. Right. 
And I actually, I think this match is going to be good. I was like, okay, Natty's another match, but I think Natty and Becky seem to kind of work well together. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to seeing their match at SummerSlam because uh, you know it's cool to see Natty back in the picture first off, and then like even if it's a one show thing, so even if it's you know even if it's just for that, but you know, and I agree, they seem to they seem to have a good working chemistry a little bit. So I, I think the ma- the the match itself will be really good. I mean, they can, you know, build it up and make it, you know, a match people care about. I don't know how many people care right now, but I'm starting to get a little interested in it myself. Yeah, so. after after their segment on Raw, it, it, it definitely piques the interest uh, a little bit. And so there was that. And then this was also, I just wanted to have this be the second biggest thing to end the show. That's why I skimmed over it real quickly. But Big Four is in the ring saying he wants to win his title back. It's 24-7 title back. You know, Maverick runs for whatever. And so Foley's like, you know, it's the Raw reunion. And I want to sit here and I wanted to play my favorite Raw memory. And it was him winning the title. But at the beginning, you know, it plays for a tad bit and then it stops. And the trademark lights go off, which means one thing. The Fiend is here. The Dead Man Schnock. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just nice. like how he does it too. It's like it's not like the black darkness. It's like the black and then all these randomly lights going off. Yeah, so it's, it's like really it's cool. Not, it's not yeah. your typical. It's not your typical. Oh, oh, the lights go out segment type thing. It's like this section of the arena shuts off, and then this section, and then all these weird like paranormal lights go off, and where it literally zooms on the mask. The yeah, mask. and that mask is probably one of the coolest things WWE's produced in years. By the way. That Bray, Bray produced. Oh, excuse me, Bray produced. He personally got it made. So, well, and that's like that's Bray's style too. So, you know, that makes sense that he would he would produce that. It's like I want that if I could buy that. By the way, okay, well that's I'm, I'm just, okay. No one no, does anyone really care what you want to buy. I'm just making a little. Side We're talking option. wrestling here, not the Shapes of Diva show. This ain't the Shapes of Diva show. So, all yeah. right. But so like, what's cool too? See, this is where you should be using the legends to help cover. He gave the mandible claw to Mick Foley and <laughs> took them out with it. <laughs> Mick Foley, you know, put him over with his own move. Yeah, and this—that's what the legends should be doing. I say this is the this this segment right here was a proper way to show what they should have done throughout the night. Not only what they should have done throughout the night, but also to show the proper way to build something new up. I mean, you have Bray Wyatt show up in his badass outfit and uniform and mask, and he, he KOs Mick Foley with his own move. He just he KO'd the hardcore legend and former psychopath himself as mankind. Yeah, it's like you have the modern-day sick crazy dude versus the, well, not versus, it wasn't a match, but, you know, against the living legend crazy some bitch mankind. And this was a proper way to begin to truly establish Bray Wyatt's new character. Yeah. This was booked right. Very booked right. I was very happy with how that went over. I'm very happy with how they're, you know, using Bray so far. Now, let's just hope it continues. Let's hope, you know, Vince doesn't think he's creative all of a sudden puts these awful ideas that he think are good on him. Yeah, that's that's the biggest, that's like the biggest grain of salt you take with right now because it's like, as it's going it's going well and you start thinking, Oh, if they keep doing this and this and this, you know, you try not to get too far ahead of yourself because 
as we've seen with WWE many, many times, they can take the greatest things and fuck it up in an instant. Yeah. I, it's interesting to me. But to end the show, well, I think one of the cooler parts, we had all the legends on stage and the immortal Hulk Hogan comes out with Ric Flair and they're thanking the crowd for a union. You know, it was cool. The nice little pop for Hogan was cool. Yeah. You know, not as much as, you know, you know he's showed up recently. And, you know, everyone's like, okay. I'm like, okay. First off, where's John Cena? Yeah. That was he's the not on the stage at all. That was, like, one of the biggest things during that moment. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, there's a guy missing from this. A bright green shirt. It's like, your, your, your bright-ass green shirt. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're missing something else here. And it's like, okay, where's Austin been? Yeah. And then the glass shatters, and thank God, a whole bunch of emotions run through you when you see him come out. And I think the coolest, one of the coolest parts of that was that he vowed to come. He's, he's going to keep coming back. Yeah, we'll, w- see. we'll see about that because well, so we'll we'll see. As as we've seen with another legend of his caliber, John says this is his home, but he barely shows up. Anymore. Which hopefully, Austin seems like the type of guy he'd be like he'll actually honor that though. He's not in movies or anything, so... Yeah, because he can only do one strand of movies. Sorry, Austin. But... He doesn't even try anymore. Ex- yeah, as, as he shouldn't, obviously. But thank God we got the... And that's the perfect way to end the show, honestly. With... Well, and the pop, you know, I thought was a tad bit disappointing. But well, I think that's because people are like, okay, it's Hogan wrapping up and the show's over. But, you know, once he got in the ring, you know... It, Austin, Austin, Austin chance. Yeah, because, like, at the initial beginning of the pop, I agree. It wasn't, it's like, that, that's all you got? Hey, that's Austin. And that's then like, the oh, hell yeah, as we're yeah. So, so it's like. It was cool. It was cool to see Austin drink all the beer and do his, you know, shtick. Which was his beer, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's his own beer, Broken Skull IPA. I still got to try that shit. I say, I can't even find him. I don't know where to you buy have to. I think you have to order it online, I do believe. Oh, dang it. Because, as, as, like, uh, you never see it in stores, and uh, I went to even like the liquor stores and shit. You, they don't even sell it. I think you have to order it online. Yeah, Austin probably has its own kind of shipping. He likes yeah, it. I'm sure he does. And I just think it was a good ending. You know, Raw was built up on a lot of these guys, but you know, we wouldn't have a Monday Night Raw if it weren't for the peak of Austin. No, no. And then you know, a certain other guy that wasn't there. But, <laughs> you know, Raw was Austin's show, even when The Rock was there. Oh yeah, it's like you would not be where you are today without that man. So you know, him to you know be the main event, if you want to call it the ending, was you know poetry. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just like I miss you know Austin. I think Austin, you know, is the good days of wrestling. So it gets kind of like anytime you see him, it's like holy shit. Yeah, you start thinking about when. It actually used to be you couldn't wait for the next episode when he was... Because glass shattering or the if you smells. Or, yeah, yeah, and then it's like, you know, how was he going to beat up Vince tonight? Who was he going to stun tonight? Who, you know, so what's he going to drive out there? Like, say, what's he going to drive out there? What's who's what, what you know, awesome, crazy thing is he going to say? You know, who's he going to... I mean, the guy flipped off motherfucking Mike Tyson, for crying out loud. Yeah. And he, he did what... A lot of people, I know you especially, wish you could do beat the shit out of your bosses. And it's just like, Austin was Monday Night Raw. and With our childhood. It's like, we grew up watching him own Monday Night Raw. 
watching him and Rock, you know, go at it. And, I mean, him, Rock, Angle, and Hunter. Yeah, you know, him, Rock, Austin, Austin, Rock, Hunter, Taker, Sean, and it's just like those that Bret Hart. That was the perfect, I guess you could say, storybook ending to Monday Night Raw. It was Austin standing over the ring drinking beer? Yep. You couldn't have so, ended yeah, it. Yeah, but then, you know, and then this comes to this point, though. Like, where was Kevin Owens? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it was you know it was cool. You know, Austin being there was booked. But if booked right, <laughs> Kevin Owens should have been out there and, you know, had him and Austin have a confrontation. Or have someone like some stooge like Cole come out and interview him and have them both give him a stunner. Yeah, it that was one of the... Like, or have Kevin Owens getting jumped in the ring by people... You know, Shane sends out and have Austin make the save. Yeah, and it's like, this is one of the biggest things that uh, I know you tweeted. This is a pet peeve of mine a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree 100% because this is not, you know, you tweeted this out and me and you have talked about it nights on end before Raw, before this Raw about how you have Owens doing what he's doing nowadays. You're going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin on the show. You need to have them do something together and the ball was dropped so bad it shattered. Yeah, because you know Austin Austin never had anything to do with SmackDown, so he's not going to be on a SmackDown reunion show. No. So, I, I don't know. You know, I I mean, I, then again, I also feel like the Owens thing is getting a little forced. That, you know, the promos just don't seem as natural as the last guy that did this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Mr. Hopefully showing up at All Out. Yeah. <laughs> It feels a little forced because you can tell, you know, because Owens, like we've mentioned before, isn't leaving. No, no. So there's not like, okay, he ain't going to lose his shame, which we'll talk about. We'll get back into this. So that was the end of Raw. Yep. Now we'll go to SmackDown and cover that just real quickly, briefly. Just some of the high spots. Right. Because there wasn't as much to go into it as, you know, Raw had. No. So pretty much... The big thing is, you know, they continue the feud of Shane and Owens. Yeah. Which is nice, I guess. I mean, Shane McMahon's in our high-profile match. I mean, go boy. I'm sure yeah. that's what everyone's looking forward to on SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. I'm going to – I can't wait to kick back Sunday afternoon, grill me up a nice dinner, and watch Shane fucking McMahon again <laughs> when, on, on SummerSlam Sunday. I cannot wait for that. Which it used to be the biggest part of the summer, but but it's just like the thing about this. The thing about it is, yeah, he's in another high profile match, but this match is so goddamn predictable. Cause... Yeah, I'd say with this, you know, what now transition is. Owens has to quit if he loses the champion. Yeah, he says he'll quit if he loses. So yeah, let's just scream out: Owens is winning right there for everybody. Yeah, look, uh, see, don't even waste your time watching that match. Just go take a piss. Go. Hey, what you need to, Shane? I swear, what goes over Owens? Oh God. Yeah, it's like during that match, screaming out for everybody: Owens is gonna win. Go, go, make you some food. Go to the bathroom. Say it just feels forced too. Like I said, the promos and stuff. Yeah, it's like at, at the you know, Austin and Vince and you know Punk and Vince and John and all those guys seemed a lot more like natural. Right, and. I don't know if that's just Shane not doing a good job, or well, I mean, the dude did botch a stunner, by the way. Yeah, but it's just like the th- at the beginning of the Owens thing, it felt a little bit not fully, but a little bit genuine. But now it, I agree, it feels one hundred percent forced. Also, Shane's not even playing off like he's pissed. Yeah, it's like dude, remember what Vince used to do to Austin. Shane, you suck. It's like he's just all mellow. I mean, get him out of here. Yeah, cut his mic off. Thank you. 
What? Like, dude, dude, the guy's calling you like pretty much the modern version of your father and you're not even acting pissed about it. You're not even showing any emotion. He's telling he's pretty much saying you are what's small dummy, you're holding everybody back, or, you're a piece of shit. He pretty much he's calling you a piece of shit leader, you know. And you you've become exactly what you left why you left and yeah. you become you've become what you hated, blah 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 and get him out of here. Yeah. Cut his mic off. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what? Remember what your dad used to do to Austin? Say, like, you remember the hell your dad used to put Austin through? How pissed he was? I'm freaking what John and I don't, Hunter put Punk through? Like Hunter right. and Punk it's had like, legit dude, beef. Yeah, it's just like the 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 it, whole. I think it's still a legit beef, Hunter and Punk. Hopefully, after SummerSlam, this feud is over. Like I said, you would have been nice to have the rub from Austin for Owens on this. But yeah. Ball drop. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, I always like to see the anti-hero role, but it definitely doesn't seem as organic as no. others. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, we're trying to compare him to Austin. No one's going to touch Austin. Oh, no, even, no. Even, you know, the Punk one, you know, felt a lot more organic because Punk was leaving. Uh, that was genuine. Punk actually hated Hunter. Right, and that was legit. not like this. So, right. all right, we got Shinsuke versus Apollo Crews. Um, okay. Apollo had a great match at NXT, and he had some momentum, but Shinsuke beat him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even have the intercom title at SummerSlam. Probably not. Probably the kickoff. Probably. <laughs> <Honestly>, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it'll probably be resorted to the kickoff show. I'm sure there'll be some nice match, too. I really would wish shows on the main card. All right. Up next, Miz TV again. Yay! Dolph Ziggler. I actually like Miz TV. I think he does a good job at it. I do, too. Sure, I think he does a good job. Uh, he, he, he does a hell of a job at it. Say, it's his guest is Shawn Michaels. I'm just a sexy boy. Random, you know, talk about Raw Reunion, Ziggler comes out and... Super kicks him a, in the mouth. Huh? Super kicks him in the mouth. Really? Huh, that's cool. Yeah, he, well, he's... he's super- I'm just hoping it teases. Because Sean was, you know, saying... It's like, all you are is a rip-off of Shawn Michaels because, you know, Ziggler's like, dude, do it, people even want you in this ring? Yeah. You know, we all saw how your last match went. <laughs> and Sean said, you know, yeah, I was an embarrassment, but what's more embarrassing is you trying to be a second Shawn Michaels your whole career. Yeah. I mean, the, so it's got all the nostalgia. Is Sean Ziggler gonna have a match? So really, it's pointless to lead to something that isn't gonna happen. Yeah, especially, so especially, especially to continue the tease when Ziggler super uses the super kick on Sean. Say so. What's the point of this? Um, logic. Say, I mean, what him and Miz gonna feud again? Like what? Oh lord. So but, yeah, Dream World would be Shawn Michaels versus Dom Ziggler. God, could you imagine I don't think the chance to come back and like so why tease it? Could you imagine the selling in that match? <laughs> Holy well, shit! If Sean still go, we really don't know. Yeah, I mean, we re- that's, that's match the thing. With Kane and Undertaker of Hunter was awful, but yeah. I don't know if that was more because of the heat and Saudi. Oh god, I can't see this match at Saudi. <laughs> you just hit the nail on the head of where it's gonna be. I can see it in our super showdown. Oh yeah, there you go. I'd love to see it, but I don't know. If it's not happening, I really do not understand what the point of that Miz TV was. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, 
okay, so you're trying to prove that Dolph isn't the crazy ex-girlfriend anymore? So he it should have been me. So now he's back to being a show-off? Yeah. Um, here's, an was I- the... here's an idea. Take a plan, pick a plan, and stick with it. Say, <laughs> please. Like, what the hell? I because don't it's get like it. that's that's like the modern trend of WWE booking nowadays. It's like Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler booking has absolutely been trash. Like, it has been for a very, very long time. You, you you have a plan, you pick a plan, but you never stick with it. Three weeks later he's back to the show off. But once again, you feel bad for him because he re signed. No, I don't I I mean I, I, I don't I don't feel any remorse for him because well he chose this. He chose to come back. Yep, he chose this. All right, up next, we have the number one contender, Ember Moon, for Charlotte Flair. Charlotte's back in the big title match. Not title, but big matches. Why do I, why, why can I, why do I see her being added to the title match, though? Ember beat Charlotte really quickly, surprisingly, though. Like, one minute, because Bailey came on to distracted Charlotte. That, that's the thing, though. It's like, that's another tease that they're doing, that she's going to be added to this match. But, yeah, freaking, so, you know, they were walking back up or whatever, and Ember throws Bailey into the ring. (laughs) So, heel turn? Well, it's like, I mean, I'm glad that Ember's actually in a title, at least for right now, in the title picture, because I think she deserves it. And I would assume that that was heel turn, because technically... But then she she hit the Euclid on Bailey, but then she hit it on Charlotte. The heel. Yeah, it... The logic, man, it hurts my brain. Yeah, I know they don't want two massive baby faces because Ember's been super over, and obviously Bailey's Bailey. So I, don't, I guess they're trying to. That's why, unfortunately, her attacking Charlotte probably pretty much just by solidifies Charlotte will be in the match. And see, that's the thing. You're you don't need that. Let it be just Ember and Bailey. I hope not. You know, if booked right, it'll be Ember and Bailey, but not booked right, which will probably be the actual booking. Right. Will be Charlotte added. Yep. No doubt. That's, you know, we have to have Charlotte. Charlotte's back from vacation. Okay. Back in the time. <laughs> I was like, back. Whatever she was doing. I don't know what her and Andrade were doing. I was exactly. just hanging out taking a bunch of selfies. <laughs> like literally a bunch of selfies. So I hope not, but unfortunately I do think Charlotte Flair is going to be back in the title picture. Yep. Oh my God. Because you forget, she never cashed in a rematch. At Money in the Bank. No, no, she'll she'll get added to but this. She match. beat freaking Becky. Oh, even though they claim that rematch isn't a thing anymore, I'm sure oh, they'll Charlotte find a way. I'll say Charlotte will get it. You so, know it. Oh no! What happens if they have Charlotte beat Amber and take her spot in the match? Oh, good jeez. Um, I don't think that'll be the case. I'm assuming it'll be a triple threat. Yeah, but... it's just like. I can see it though. It's oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's the that's the not it definitely not booked right uh, scenario, which will probably be the most likely scenario because that's the one they always go with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I don't know. All right, speaking of same old things, Kobe Kingston issued a SummerSlam title match challenge to Randy Orton. Now, this is the part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where we all step inside this big machine. It's called a time machine, and we rewind it back until 2009 this time. So, where he feels the same guy that he, Kofi messed up with and the same guy that got Kofi buried for 11 years. I mean, like, the, the, the little promo off, which, like, 
between them was good because like Randy's like, you know, I got to where I am because of how good I am and all, you know, I was, I was handpicked all, you know, all this. And I didn't have to, you know, shake my ass and throw pancakes and (laughs) dance for people to, to get to where I'm at. And, you know, at least there was a, at least with this though, it might be a, you know, throwback to 11 plus years ago, but you know, at least there's first off there's backstory between the two of them. Exactly. What's and big? the the promo tonight made it feel like leg, a, a legitimate match, and the fact that also the all, that both of them can still go nowadays. It's that it's not like you know one's twenty years down the you know kind of thing like that. So the fact that yeah, it's something they picked out of the hat from two thousand nine, but. It, it makes sense because there's already a back history with the two of them. So I'm sure someone in this feud they're going to mention that Randy's the one that costs, you know, buried Kofi. If they don't. Because a mistake Kofi made in that match. If they don't, they've they've done fucked up. If they don't mention that. Say, so yeah, I guess this is kind of a Kofi's going to prove it to Randy. He deserved to be there 11 years ago kind of match. Because you can't, because everybody, you, you have to mention that at some point before SummerSlam because everybody knows at this point, nowadays, everybody knows why it took Kofi so long to get where he's at. Because he, he was on hot momentum. He messed up with the top, second top guy in the company at that time. Yeah, and he had to learn the lesson. So, I don't know it took 11 years, but... I'll say, who, you know, who, who knows, but the fact, you know, at least uh, I like I liked this match. I like the concept because of the already established history. So we have that, and then we go to Joe versus Kofi. <laughs> and Joe lost again. Yeah, again, Joe's great booking continues. Hey, he's on an amazing streak. Almost as great as Iconics. We're running on the show again. Yeah, you're... the only time they got mentioned was that Mandy walked up to Sonya and said they're getting a title match against him. Oh, and <laughs> and the randomness of this is cannot be emphasized anymore. So that's the only time the Iconics are even on the show. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if you count their Instagram videos backstage stealing Mandy's donuts, then there's that. But other than that, on the actual show television, nope. I forgot we actually had women's tag titles. Oh, yeah, they're the longest-reigning tag team champions, by the way. Never would have guessed it. Yeah, like, what, one, one defense? I was saying, never would have guessed it with uh, how well they're booked on the show as champions. Yeah, there's that. Joe lost again. So much great booking. Because, you know, I mean, I know you're going to have Kofi beat Joe. He's a champion. But it's like, could have been someone else? Like, Joe, they're acting like he's a jobber. When the dude really is championship material and just one of the best damn wrestlers in the business all right so up next this is where things get kind of interesting was finn bowers in the ring talking about how he was attacked by the fiend and how uh he was wanting the fiend i'm is that how you say it the fiend yeah yeah okay he wants a match versus the Fiend at SummerSlam. So the reports of that match happening, but then getting canceled off is wrong. They're right. having a match. Yeah. And the way the Fiend answers is brilliant. The Fiend didn't answer it. Firefly Funhouse Bray. <laughs> it's like really? this. 
absolutely, absolutely brilliant. It's the the split crazy personality type thing that they play that Bray's character is played off of here was executed. Pretty much anywhere that the fiend needs talking, Firefly Funhouse is gonna come out. Yeah, it's like this is fucking brilliant. Please the fiend looks like he's gonna be a silent character. Do not fuck this up. The only thing that sucks is I have a feeling I mean I hope it's just Finn Balor himself that takes the loss. I have a bad feeling they're going to bring the demon into it. Well, of course, of course. They, I mean, you you cannot have the fiend in a match with Finn Balor without the demon. Yeah, which means the demon will have his first ever loss. Yeah, it's like which I mean, I don't know if many people know that the demon Balor is actually undefeated on the main roster. On the main roster, he lost to Joe and well, NXT. say asterisk on main roster. But I, I heard WWE creative. It's given up on the demon. Why? They think it limits characters too much. There's not much you can do with it. That's just... Oh, God. That's and, a whole they, and, they, and they want to repackage Finn. Oh, Jesus. So hopefully the repackaging will be the club. Yeah, hopefully. Honestly, if you're going to... get his nasty side out, you know, be heel Prince Devitt. If you're gonna if you're gonna repackage Finn, it better goddamn it be the club because if it's not, you are fucking up. Con- well, continuing to fuck up one of the best wrestlers in the world. Say it better be the sadistic, bleeder, fertile. Yeah, Princeton. that it has to. It should be. It has to be. But well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know what a repackaging of him is going to be. And the thing is, is. Who's limiting the demon? You guys limited by only bringing him out in big matches where it makes it predictable. Finn did it in New Japan all the time wearing body paint and he yeah. lost. Yeah. It's just his way of expressing his personality. Like, your guys are the ones that limited the demon. Exactly. You can't say it limits anything when you are the ones actually doing the limiting. Like you limited him where he only fights in big time matches. Right. It ha- that's the that's the like the hypocrisy of WWE in a way because it's like, like you, I mean he used to wear every pay per view in New Japan like, yeah you know not on regular TV but on pay per views he wore it like it didn't no, it can't matter what the match is right and it's like that's like the hypocrisy of WWE in a way because it's like how can you say something is limiting something when you're actually the ones you are the 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 power that be that is limiting the thing you are talking about yeah. So the match itself, I'm very, I think it's going to be fun. You know, we'll see if the demon shows up, and we'll see if its streak gets broken. Right. Because we all know that Devitt's going to be taking some time off. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be now, but apparently he will, he will work. Uh, I said Devitt. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, Balor will, be ta- Balor will be taking some time off. It looks like after SummerSlam instead of before. Right. So <laughs> now I'm just going to sit here and call WWE guys there. Indie names. We saw well that went with Neville when I met him at Axis. Pac. <laughs> called Neville Pac at WrestleMania 30 Axis, and he gave me like this blank stare. I still think that was because he was shocked that somebody actually knew it. <laughs> Paige just sitting there laughing at me. Well, I, I swear, <laughs> I, I swear that's the reason he looked at you like that. But all right, so Stone Cold Steve Austin closed Raw. Shane McMahon closed SmackDown. All right, that's well, that's it for SmackDown. Like Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Shane McMahon as a special enforcer or whatever. Elias is a referee. No, wait. There, it pretty much is Elias and Drew being Shane's lackeys again. Back to that. Yeah, 
essentially. Oh, you'll be able to drip as a beast on Raw just to be shitting me on SmackDown. Yep. Say, so, Drew was ref, Elias was timekeeper, and Shane was guest ring announcer. Pretty much just like, it, so basically in one night in the span of 24 hours. And it wasn't a match, by the way. It was literally just Owens and Roman decided not to face each other and just beat up Shane, Drew, and Elias. So basically, that's like, how we ended SmackDown. So, like in the span of twenty four hours, you do you you have Drew's amazing booking on Raw, only for twenty four hours later him to be Shane's fucking lackey. Yeah. So pretty so much this completely. This week in WWE. So pretty much completely, you just wiped out twenty four hours worth of work. Yep. And then, well, we could we could go on and on about how poorly Elias is used, and well, this was like <laughs> you said, this wasn't even a match to begin with. It was supposed to be, but yeah, it didn't even happen. It just right. turned into those two beating up Drew, Elias, and Shane. <laughs> That's how we ended SmackDown. So, Raw ended up Austin in the middle of the ring. Drinking beers, toasting to everybody, giving you nostalgia out the ass. And, well, <laughs> SmackDown ends with Shane fucking McMahon and this horrible, horrible angle. Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah, well, gotta hey, love it. Smackdown? Like, who is writing SmackDown? Well, no one know. knows. Bischoff ain't. No, it's not. You know who it is. Well, Vince is everything. All the bucks, all bucks stop at Vince. But who's the writer giving it to Vince? God only knows at this point. He comes in. Hey, you're fired. Kevin you're Dunn? hired. You're fired. You're hired. What the fuck? Was it Kevin Dunn? I mean, <laughs> oh, God. I was a tech guy. Was... Oh, God. Could you imagine Dunn writing an episode? Holy shit. <laughs> But I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, any subscribes on YouTube, you know, click on, on Anchor, get those 100 plays. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself at announcing it on the show. Hopefully we'll get that one play. I was like, let's get that like, please. This will be embarrassing. Oh, God. But, all right. On that note, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you to anyone that supports us and retweets our stuff. You guys are amazing. And stay golden, my friends. Deuces.